Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Right hit the groove on a Saturday morning. It's Drive Time Radio. A very good morning to you. Got a gray in some places, blue sky in other places, and wildfires ranging in yet other places. So be careful if you are going out there this morning or going out and on leaving on your family vacation or something today. Check ahead of time to the south of us, to the west of uh, to the east of us. Uh, it is blazing. Uh, between bad air quality and, and flames and everything else that's going on, check where you're going before you go there, uh, especially if you're headed up to, uh, you know, the Kashmir, uh, Leavenworth, Wenatchee uh, area. It, it, um, it's not looking pretty up there right now. And listen, our thoughts and our prayers to all of the people uh, that live there and have had to evacuate homes. Uh, up in the Methow Valley, Methow Valley, excuse me, it's, um, it's getting bad up there as well. So you just, um, you just, your heart goes out uh, to people through no fault of their own, really, um, are, ha- are having to suffer uh, tremendously. All right, this morning, uh, as I said, Jeffrey Hooten is going to join us in just a couple of minutes. We'll check in with him and his uh, 75 days of summer. Uh, project that uh, he is doing and we're keeping track of him and you can take part in as well. Jill Simonello, our old friend from uh, uh, pickuptrucktalk.com and she's got her own YouTube website now. Funny as heck. I mean, she really does some fun stuff with cars. Is going to join us from the Chicago Auto Show. The first major auto show is taking place under a very different circumstance than it usually does in Chicago. And um, we'll get the uh, skinny from her on what's going on and how it's, uh, how it's going, how people are taking to it uh, and uh, get an idea of what the future holds for car shows. You know, a year and a half ago, people were saying car shows are dead. Last year they were dead, but now it looks like they may have a, uh, you know, may have got some CPR. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll get a review for you as well, a road test and a cartoon. So we're all going to try to shoehorn it in to, um, to an hour's worth of radio. And I think we can do that if uh, I, me, don't, if I don't lag along and, and don't go off track as I usually do uh, so much, I think we'll be... Uh, I think we'll be okay. Again, the highway, uh, uh, the state patrol has caught another person throwing objects off of a freeway overpass in Seattle, this time uh, by the convention center. And uh, I can't emphasize enough when you're going through these uh, places. I mean, they're throwing everything. I want washing machines, scooters, rebar, Whatever, whatever they can get their hands on. Uh, for the life of me, I don't know why the city and the state patrol doesn't have undercover officers or, re- or, or any officers on these overpasses at night as soon as it gets dark. I, I just, I, I don't understand why. Uh, maybe there's man sh- manpower shortages. Uh, maybe there's uh, another reason. I hope it's not a political game. Uh, we haven't heard the... Uh, you know, the mayor saying all so much about it. So I wish that, uh, you know, that, that, that people would, would, would stand up and say this is unacceptable. For the time being, though, as it is going on, I think the best thing you can do to stop it, uh, or not stop it, but at least not get hurt, is when you're driving through Seattle, you don't want to be going fast. Because if you're looking, somebody's throwing something off of an overpass and you're doing 50 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour, you have time to react. If you're doing 70 or 80, as people tend to do at night, you don't have time to react. So please, um, be cautious, be smart, and and stay safe. Because, uh, you know, with a piece of a... 
one of those lime scooters coming through your windshield. I'm thinking it's pretty hard to control your car no matter how many safety devices uh, you have in it. People are getting out again, although I don't know how long this is going to last. Uh, but uh, with these auto shows that are usually held in the winter are now being held in the summer. The Chicago Auto Show has done a great thing. They've turned it into a street fair so they can have it in, you know, an environment that's not <clears throat> all closed in. And that's uh, nothing but a good thing. And they can have a, a situation, an environment where people feel comfortable being outdoors. Uh, they can, it's, it's more like an automotive street festival, I guess, than anything else. So we will um, we will uh, talk to him, uh, talk to Jill Simonillo about that in just a moment. All right, let's uh, let's hit the phone and talk to our wandering friend who is out there raising money for Parkinson's disease and find out where he finds himself today as he drives across the country. Jeffy Hood joins us. He is uh, participating in the Drive Toward a Cure 75 Days of Summer. We check in with him every week. We did it the first time last week. It was so good. I said, you know what? Let's do it again this week. Jeff, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How you doing, Vinny? It's all good, uh, man. I mean, I, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're walking and talking, so I'm taking that as a victory. That's it. There you go. Walking to the bodega. Exactly, um, man. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you say that, you know, you people outside of New York or maybe Philadelphia or something like that might not get it so much, but you know, the bodega has everything four o'clock in the morning. You need a, um, a post, a pack of post-it notes. You go down to the bodega, you can get a hot dog, a cola, champagne, an empanada and uh, your post-it note and walk right back up again. That's it. I, you know, to me, that's luxury. You know, the, the, the ability to hit that bodega at four in the morning is uh I, I miss it. I'm gone many years, and I still, uh, I still miss it. All right, let's talk about yeah. where are you this morning? So I'm in Chicago. <clears throat> I'm at a, my friend T.J. Thomas. He's a he's a, um, a furniture designer, very good old friend of mine from my San Francisco days. And um, so, and and I'm here because yesterday um, we had catskin leather. Um, put a leather interior in the, in the taco in the Tacoma. And, um, it's like a new truck. It completely revitalized the interior. There has been a supporter of drive toward a cure and, um, they kindly put an interior in it's leather. Um, it's not just like seat covers. They actually pulled the entire interior out. Um, you know, all the seats, back seats, and et cetera. They had a mobile unit. Um, and a real professional come, and he basically had a bench in the truck and all that, and in three hours, roughly $2,000, my, you know, 2013 truck is, the interior is, like, brand new, gorgeous, and you can smell the leather, so it's, uh, it's And it's nothing like that leather smell. I mean, that, that you know, it's, it's better than new yeah. car smell. There's a difference. It, it's a different it. thing. Yeah, that's it. It, um... I can't believe the quality um, because they're vented leather seats. Um, I mean, it's, it's better than factory. Um, and for me, with the Tacoma community, you know, you see guys put, spend, you know, guys or, or gals who have owners spend, you know, $1,500, $2,000 on a light bar when, you know, that you barely use, you know, let's put it that way. And, um, this just makes the entire the, the interior in the truck was really nice when I got it. It took forty six thousand miles. Yeah, it's got about fifty now, but I could already see some discoloration from the trip. I've done about two thousand miles, and um, it just it's like it's like a new car interior. So you know, for me, I, I can't recommend them enough. It's Catskin Leather K A T Z K I N, and um, so yeah, so we did that. Um, visited a couple of folks here, and then from here, it's straight on out to Yellowstone. So no, no stopping in the middle, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to stop, but it's going to be more, um, I'll probably stop in South Dakota, in some of the Native American lands. Um, I'll definitely be stopping, 
But my goal now, I, I've had enough of the rain. It's it's just been raining almost nonstop, and if it's not raining, it's uh, overcast. So for me, I'm I'm ready to get past the continental divide and start the uh, the second part of the trip. Yeah, we'll we'll take the rain out here. Uh, it's uh, it, it, you're in the middle of a drought, so it's uh, if if you want to bring it with you. Uh, that's that's just fine with me. Uh, if you're going yeah. uh, if you're going up, I don't know if you're going to take ninety out. If you do take ninety out, yeah. you can't miss Mitchell, South Dakota, and the uh, the Corn Palace. You have to see it, even if you just jump yeah, off. Yeah, I am taking ninety. Talk to you, me to the Corn Palace. Uh, what's what's going on with that? It's um, the entire outside of this uh, arena theater uh, that they have in downtown Mitchell is made up of corn. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, corn cobs, corn kernels, and they change it every year. And uh, that, it's, oh, uh, that you know, right? come from miles around. That sounds like the largest ball, ball of yarn or something else that Clark Griswold would have stopped by. Yeah, it's, oh, it's definitely a Clark Griswold <laughs> stop. Yeah, it's, it's, if, if Clark was putting together Roadside America, uh, this would be yeah. the first page uh, as you hit the West. Um, gotcha. How you doing? And, and how are you doing on fundraising? Things going good? Yeah, things are going good. We're raising a lot of awareness. Um, we did a podcast yesterday. You know, part of my role is really um, is is in the awareness part of it and getting enthusiasts to know. So I, I saw a couple of folks. Um, <laughs> my friend Nick Ellis from the RPM Foundation, and so they're a nonprofit that connects young folks who um, who are interested in car restoration and specifically some of the law, you know, getting soon-to-be lost arts, things like interior stitching and all that. So Nick is the executive director. He's in town here in Chicago. And so, you know, seeing folks like that and making sure they know what's going on and, um, and spreading the word. But, yeah, from a fundraising perspective, look, we can always use more if people want to – uh, fundraise to my site. It's drivetortacure.org slash wolf, uh, as in the animal, and that's the kind canines I'm going to visit. But if you go towards Drive Tour to Cure and you'd like to donate even five ten dollars with a 501c3, 100% of it goes to um, charity. And, and what, we're, what we focus on is um, trying to find a cure for Parkinson's. A lot of the money for Parkinson's goes into treatment, which is, which is of course, really important. But, you know, there's a cure out there somewhere, and, and they're going to find it. And if we can do our little part and raise money, um, we've raised about a half a million since 2016, and we went before that, then, um, then that's what we want to do. Uh, Jeff, uh, are you on Twitter? Can people follow you if they want to follow your adventures? I'm on, not on Twitter. I've uh, never been to Twitter, man. I'm on Instagram, and my okay. handle's a little, uh, little tricky. The uh, best place to, to follow me is on Facebook, first of all, and so it's just Jeff J E F F E H O O D I N E H O O D I N on Instagram. If you look me up, um, again, just follow my name or um, my love is my vintage Husqvarna. It's my Nirvana, so it's a uh, H. U-S-Q-R-V-A-N-A. So Husker, then Vana as in Nirvana. I like it. All right, Jeff, uh, be safe on the road. Uh, stay happy and stay healthy and stay awake, and we will check in with you next week. We sure will. All right, great. Thanks so much. All right, Jay. my we friend. Really take care. That's Jeff Hoon. He is uh, joining us every week. Talk a little bit about the drive uh, tour to cure 75 days of summer. If you want to get involved in donating, if you want to um, participate by by getting pledges by the mile, if you're going on your summer vacation, you're taking a trip by car this summer, this is a great way to do something good without having to do much. And if, for, if you raise a hundred bucks, uh, they send you a, a mother's uh, car uh, detailing kit that's worth 150. So that alone makes it worth you uh, raising the funds right there to get your car clean and straight. And you can find them at drivetowardacure.org.
Org. All right, quick break. Here we come back. We go to Chicago, back to Chicago, uh, with Jill Simonello right here on Drive Time Radio. This overheated radiator shouldn't have happened. Or this street windshield in the rain. Or this dead battery here. Shouldn't somebody check those things for you every time? Your Texaco dealer does. That's his promise. Your Texaco dealer not only promises to check the things everyone ought to, he'll double-check, too. He'll check your battery. Double-check the battery cables. Check your oil. Double-check the fan belt. Check your radiator. Double-check the radiator cap. Clean your windshield. And double-check the wiper blades. What's more, your Texaco dealer's service and courtesy includes a smile and a thank you. That's his promise. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star. The big, bright Texaco star. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. All right, back here on Drive Time Radio, Saturday morning. A little gray, but cooler than... The calm before the heat, I guess you would call it. Cooler than it has been, but it's supposed to get cranked up again. Uh, We get a chance now to spend a few minutes with one of my favorite automotive journalists and people. And I follow her on on YouTube and on Twitter. And she's always either running someplace, (laughs) traveling someplace, or in the trunk of a car. She's known I'm in the business as the girl in the trunk. So (laughs) Jill Simonello is with us. And uh, Jill, of course, is the managing editor at uh, Pickup Truck truck and SUV.com, right? Uh, Well, it's PickupTruckTalk.com, but it's Pickup Truck plus SUV Talk is what we're calling ourselves now. So it started out as a pickup truck website, and then we've expanded our horizons to SUVs as well. Good, good. Well, you know, it's good to expand. I mean, we're in the era of expansion. Um, (laughs) I know from COVID, I've expanded a little bit, so I got to work on that and it ain't easy. Uh, so you're in Chicago, which is your hometown, yep. and the Chicago Auto Show, which usually would be in the cold of February, in freezing weather, we'd have six coats on and be dashing inside uh, out of the uh, freeze, which is being held uh, this week, out of doors, if for a lot of it, at the McCormick Center. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's got to be, now, if, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first auto show that's happened since we've eased the COVID restrictions. It's the first big auto show that's happened since, uh, because I feel like maybe there was one in Texas and there was one in Florida, but they were much smaller scale because, you know, typically um, in the industry, we talk about like the four major auto shows and that's Chicago, New York, uh, LA, and um, what am I forgetting? Uh, Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> I'm like, what am I forgetting? <laughs> Detroit. And so um, Detroit isn't really having an auto show this year. They're they're doing something a little bit different. They're calling it Motor Bella. And um, that will be outside of Detroit. So not at the convention center in Detroit. Um, and then New York and LA are both having shows as well. But New York is in August, which is different. Um, yeah. and, and then LA, I think, is probably going to be the first um, auto show then that's on track for where it was. But, you know, LA and New York and Detroit, they all missed 2020. So right. the really interesting thing is Chicago was the last major auto show of the 2020 season. So it was in February. And then all the lockdowns happened in March. And then um, it is now the first major auto show in 2021 um, in July. Well, they get they get to be the first, the last, and the first. That's not a bad thing, right? Um, how do how do you personally feel about about going to an event like this? I mean, you feel comfortable there? Is it is kind of you staying away from people or or what's because <laughs> this is a tough thing because you have to talk to people, you have to interview people, yeah, um, and and you have to come in close contact with people when you're doing this kind of thing. Yeah, well, so first off, I'll say I'm fully vaccinated, and I've been fully vaccinated since April. And um, the second thing I'll say is I'm a little, I, I hate to use the word desensitized, but I've actually, I, my my parents, um, my dad wasn't well last year. So, um, he, I, so I've been flying basically since May of last year. So I've been back and forth to Florida, and I've, you know, been in all sorts of situations, um, and, and so I'm, I'm definitely 
more used to being around people than I think people who were quarantined or on lockdown or whatever were. And I mean, I was on a plane every other week since May of last year. Yeah, and, so you're and not so, thinking about it as much. So I'm, I, I hit that point where I was freaking out last year. <laughs> and, and so now, I mean, I'm definitely trying to be careful. Um, you know, and, and they aren't requiring masks. They aren't, um, requiring, um, like the, the, at least in most instances, they aren't requiring masks. So I'm going to the public show tonight. Um, yeah. cause I, they're doing something a little bit different. They're doing like a street fair, um, in the evening. So I think that's going to be kind of cool. And I wanted to check it out, uh, during the public days. So I bought my husband and I tickets to go. Um, so, um, they're doing some things, they're doing some protocols in place to keep us safe throughout all of this and that they're limiting the number of people who are allowed to attend. So I had to sign up for a specific time slot to be there. So I'm going to be there from six to 10 PM tonight. Um, then, uh, they, you can't buy your tickets in person. So you had to buy it on your phone. You had to buy it, um, online, and then you've got a digital ticket, you'll scan it, and then they'll give you a wristband. So, um, you know, there's, so there's no milling around or congregating, right. um, in a ticket booth area, you know, they're doing their activations a little bit different so that you're not waiting in line. They've spread things out. Um, they have some indoor outdoor stuff going on. So the, there is one hall that has, a, you know, the large just auto show displays like you would um, normally see, but then, you know, it kind of spills outside. Ford has two test tracks outside as well as an outdoor activation for um, like their electric cars and then for Ford Bronco. Um, so, you know, in addition to being vaccinated and knowing that, they are limiting the number of people that are coming in and out of the show. Um, you know, I just, I, I feel pretty good about the protocols they've put in place and they did. So they did send me an email today that said there are some um, activations that will ask you to wear a mask. So I'm assuming it's like, if you're taking a test drive with somebody that you don't know, or if you are, you know, getting in um, like a closed car with somebody. Uh, but the thing you have to keep in mind is McCormick place is, huge yeah. it is huge it is huge it is huge and it is it was built with ventilation and having like a hundred running cars inside in mind so i mean you know that in itself is is a really good thing because you know you're never like it's it's not like everything is just gonna you stay inside and and, and yeah, you, you feel comfortable in. with the ventilation and yeah 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 the like ventilation that. in there is amazing so i mean when you think about it again they have test tracks inside with cars running like for 12 hours straight so um nobody's ever gotten carbon monoxide poisoning so the ventilation is you know really good and lifting yeah. stuff up and out so um i i personally feel very comfortable and i hope that others especially if they're fully vaccinated will also feel comfortable doing it yeah it's yeah because i mean people aren't gonna there's still a little trepidation about going to large public events i know some people right. go to the baseball game i know other people that won't do uh, a, a major you know public event quite yet they're not ready but if, you know the world is starting to get back to some semblance of, of normal. And we hope that uh, people look at this in the automotive industry and just the general public looks at this and says, okay, it helps me make my decision a little bit better. Now, what is the, uh, what's the climate among the manufacturers? Because they are, uh, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. It's a hot mess right now between chips, rubber. <laughs> um, what else is there? Shortage of cars. Uh, yeah. shortage of people, financing, used cars. I mean, it's just, I don't know how you figure it all out right now. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, one thing is for sure, people are ready to buy. Like, people are ready to, to buy. And, um, I mean, they went a year without buying a car. And so um, they're, they're ready to be out there. The, the, the feeling that I got, and again, when you go on a media preview day to um, in, an event like this, um, you're, you're seeing the marketing people, you're seeing the communications people, you're seeing the public relations people, you're not necessarily seeing dealers, you're not seeing right. the people who are selling the cars. But everybody there was super optimistic and excited to be back and, you know, just excited to, to be able to share their message in person. Um, you know, as with, I think, everybody who's probably listening, watching, um, my life was a big Zoom meeting for 2020, you know, right. and it was like all of these uh, reveals were happening 
on, you know, over, you know, the, the camera and you're just like, is that a, you know, what, what is that little piece right there? And, you know, and they show a big sweep of the camera and then they're gone and you're like, but, but I didn't get to see it. So, you know, I, I think that auto shows needed to come back and, um, you know, not only for the media's sake, but also for the consumer's sake, because, you know, if you're looking at like a Hyundai Santa Cruz versus a Ford Maverick, and you want to, you know, see them without the pressure of, you know, somebody coming to you and say, hey, do you want to buy this? Do you want to go for a test drive? Do you want to? No, I just want to sit in the seat and see how it feels. You know, that's my first line of defense. I just want to see how it feels. Right. And so, that's exactly what the auto shows are, are the yeah. perfect thing for, you know, but yeah. you don't have somebody hovering over you asking you what they got to do to put in this thing today. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like overwhelmingly the, the sentiment is very positive and, you know, I haven't, like I said, I'm going back to the public show tonight. So I'm really looking forward to seeing like who's there, how they're reacting and what they're doing as well, because, you know, I'm excited to be back as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that the industry is starting to wake up and, 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 you know, new car, reveals are starting to pick up at a, a little bit more of a pace than they were over the last year. And right. uh, yeah, it's really, it's exciting. Jill Simonillo is with us uh, from Chicago. The Chicago Auto Show is uh, going on a special uh, edition of the uh, Auto Show that's in the summer instead of the winter, which is, uh, I don't know, kind of nice to catch a Cubbies game or a White Sox game while you go to the Auto Show. What did you see that you liked? What was, was there anything? I know Ford's got their Maverick up there and Volkswagen has brought a company. Ram has a truck up there, uh, a, a newer uh, a truck. What, what have you seen uh, that is, um, it, that kind of made you stop and say, well, that's, that's, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> Well, first off, I want to say everything, because like I said, the past year, I've seen nothing in person. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I will. I have to say I spent the most of my time in um, the Ford booth and then the Nissan booth. And um, because for me, there were some really interesting vehicles in both of theirs. So the Maverick was one of them. You know, I think that's in Chicago, especially, I think that's one of the vehicles that people are going to be very curious about yeah. because it is a compact truck meant for an urban environment, um, which that would be Chicago. Right. <laughs> we talked about this a, a couple couple of times ago when I had right. daughter because I was I, I, I've been saying you know America needs a smaller pickup truck. The people in the city, yeah, you know absolutely. And you know Hyundai, of course, with the Santa Cruz uh, was the first out with it. But um, you know Ford looks like they've done a pretty good job as well with the Maverick. Yeah, so that that was definitely interesting. I spent a lot of time there. I did an interview with um, Trevor Scott from Ford, and he showed me some of the details and walked me through it, and and it looks pretty cool. So then I moved over to the Ford Lightning, um, which is uh, Ford's first all electric right. pickup truck, which that is also incredibly interesting, and uh, it has like a big Machi like infotainment screen um, with the dial at the bottom, and that looks really cool. The lighting signatures are different. The badging is pretty cool. Um, so I spent some time looking at that. It has a frunk. Um, so you, you talked about me uh, spending times in. <laughs> right, I was going to ask you that. Was this the first? <laughs> Frunk that you got to uh, spend time in, or, or was this a, uh, and was it a complete surprise to you? A, a frunk, for those who may not know, is like the Volkswagen Beetle when there's nothing in the front uh, because right. the engine is either in the back or the batteries are under the truck. So you have luggage space, additional luggage yeah. space. Yeah, so the front trunk, that's that's the contraction there, is frunk, front trunk. And uh, so I've been, I have been in other frunks before, I, I'm not going to lie, you know, the Corvette yeah. and uh, the, the Mach-E, I've even been in that frunk. Um, this is the first pickup truck frunk I have checked out, and it was definitely a surprise. It was big, um, and it they were telling me it holds 400 liters. I haven't done the conversion to figure out what that is in terms of cubic feet, but uh, it looked really big. <laughs> I would say, like... A lot of me could fit in there, and uh, but it was it was a very large space. I it was funny. I tweeted out the photo, and it's probably the most retweeted thing that I've, I've ever put out there. Because oh. <laughs> people are like, "Wow, that's a really big trunk," or "You're really small," and I'm like, eh, "It's a little bit of both." Yeah, you got to balance it because you're not really really small, but the trunk and the trunk isn't really real, or the front isn't really really big, but you and the and the, yeah. and, the, and the front strike a nice balance. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was big and it's meant so that you could, um, you know, I believe there's a drain in there. So like if you wanted to put liquids or something in there, like a, a tailgate, 
Um, and, you know, you, it could be get like a cooler, but, um, you know, when a, one of the people who commented on the photo was like, this is perfect. You know, my golf clubs can go in the front and then I can put my lumber and, you know, tools in the back. And I'm like, yep, that, that, that's actually perfect. Yeah. I think that truck is going to be huge. I, I mean, you know, I don't think they have the range issue that they will have because a lot of people are going to use those trucks around town, you know, a construction yeah. guy was, you go 25 miles a day there and 25 miles back to the lumber yard. Uh, plus he can run his power tools in it. Um, there's a lot of, I see a lot of advantages to that truck. And if they can, um, matter of fact, I have a guy that, you know, I go down and I take pictures of my cars a lot of times down here by the ferry in Edmonds. And uh, there's a guy that every time he sees me, walks for him and his wife, walk their dog by. He's asking me, when are you getting the lightning? When are you getting the lightning? So, as soon as they get it to me, I'm going to come to your house, knock on your door, and I'll take you for a ride around the block. Yeah. Well, 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 he, well, he's got a deposit on He's just dying to see, to, uh, to, to see one. And I think that uh, it's going to be a huge thing for Ford. And, of course, I think we're going to see everybody else follow suit as quickly as possible. Um, was there much buzz around uh, Stellantis uh, and their proclamation that they're going to take everything electric? Uh, what was that? I think Monday they uh, they put that out, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, it was uh, their, their Stellantis EV day. Um, no, you know, there really wasn't much talk about that. So Jeep was one of the only brands that made um, like big news at the Chicago Auto Show. They had the first press conference of the day and they revealed their all new, well, I don't want to say all new because it's not all new. They're significantly refreshed. 2022 Jeep Compass. And so um, they had, a, you know, a reveal of that vehicle, and then they revealed their um, completely antithetical to the EV, their um, Jeep Rubicon uh, Extreme Recon package for the Wrangler. Um, so uh, they, they didn't talk about really EVs at all there. Um, they did show off the Wrangler 4xe, which is their electrified version of the Wrangler, so the plug-in hybrid. Yeah. Um, so there's like a little bit of, of a talk of it during the press conference, but for the most part, um, it was just about the current products that are out there and um, I, they, they didn't, they didn't really specify, you know, their, their electric thing. But um, I've talked a lot about the EV day um, outside of that. And I have to tell you, 2024 seems to be the year for Stellantis and their electrified plans, you know, from um, what the, the Alfa Romeo is changing its name to Alfa E Romeo. Yeah. And, and people uh, of Volkswagen didn't have anything to say about that. No, well, no. And, but yeah, so, I mean, but then, you know, so there's a lot going on from, and, you know, they're going to have an e-muscle car um, from Dodge, um, you know, coming up 2024. Um, back to the whole pickup truck thing, they said that they were going to be doing an electric Ram 1500 again by 2024. So um, they didn't talk about it, but it was, you know, it's definitely something that is on my mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's I mean, I think the uh, electric is the way this is all going. I, I mean, I don't think there's. you know, I know some companies are going to dabble in hydrogen and fuel cells and this and that. But I, I think for the immediate future and even long into the future, um, we're going to see electric as the uh, as the fuel, the energy of choice uh, here in America. And I think in, in other places, too. I mean, it's just they're putting all this money, all this commitment, all of this uh, research and development behind uh, these cars to get the batteries. It won't be long before we see a battery uh, that's going to go 500, 600 miles and, and all of the other fears uh, that people uh, have about these things will go away. Jill, did you see anything? How are cars? Were, were there a lot of, uh, I mean, it's an auto show, yeah. but uh, you know, America seems to be dominated and car companies seem to be dominated by trucks right now. How's the what did the, the car situation look like? Yeah, I mean, there are definitely a lot of cars there. I mean, obviously, Ford and Chevy no longer have cars in their lineup. Um, but uh, Toyota and Lexus had their entire lineups there. And they have, you know, from everything from small sedans all the way through, you know, the, the larger SUVs. Um, Toyota was showing their Corolla Cross for the first time, which is an SUV, but it's a small SUV. Um, and, uh, you know, the other vehicle that really caught my eye while I was um, there that I kind of just spent some time like drooling over was the Nissan Z Proto. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So that was there and it's all its glorious yellowness. And um, it was it was really cool to just kind of check that out a little bit. 
Um, and so, you know, I think if you're looking for cool cars that aren't SUVs, like that was probably the coolest thing there. And, um, you know, it is just the prototype. It's not the actual production version yet, but they're going to be launching the production version in New York. So in another month, we'll see, you know, how, how much of that prototype makes it to production. And I think it's probably pretty close. Yeah, that's going to be um, that, that, that's going to be an interesting thing to watch because there are so many uh, Z fans out there, mm -hmm. uh, so many people and, and Nissan needs a hit. They, yep. You know, they, that company needs a hit. They need something to uh, to kind of pull them out of the doldrums that, uh, that they've been in. Uh, I mean, let's face it. It's, it's a company used to be a company that people used to think of first uh, right. you know, when they go buy a car. And now, you know, they're down the list. They're behind uh, Hyundai and Kia and, you know, Daewoo probably at this point. But uh... <laughs> Well, you know, and the thing about Nissan is they are really overhauling their entire lineup. And, um, you know, it started with the Versa. I think that was probably 2018. So that's their least expensive, smallest compact car. And uh, they did some amazing things with that vehicle, and including like putting automatic reverse braking on it. And, and so that kind of, in my mind, started the revolution of, okay, we really need to work on, all manufacturers need to put more safety tech on their on their vehicles. So, you know, you had the Versa um, and then you had the Sentra and they redid that. And then um, this year they've got the, they refreshed the Kicks, they refreshed the Armada. You had the all new Nissan Rogue um, for, you know, 2021 model year that they introduced last year, which is amazing. It's probably one of my favorite small SUVs right now. And um, the also on display at the show were two other completely new vehicles, which are the um, 2022 Nissan Frontier and then the Nissan Aria, which is their new all-electric SUV. Right, so, which is a very sharp looking, I mean, I've oh, seen yeah. you know, pictures of a very attractive car. So hopefully the Z will, you know, as their hello call, will pull them out of it because they, you know, it's not that the product necessarily mm -hmm. is a bad product. It's, it's not, you know, I, I don't, you know, listen, they got a long way to go to catch up with Toyota where they used to be kind of, you know, at the yeah. same level with each other. Uh, but, you know, they've done it before. It'll be interesting to see, uh, to keep an eye on uh, on them and how it uh, how it goes. Uh, all right. Before we let you go, are they serving food at the, uh, how are the, uh, because any, any good journalist worth their salt is going to ask you, A, with the free drink tables up, with the free food tables up. Uh, and uh, was there a uh, uh, was, was there one minute where you uh, were looking around and go and going, how oh, it's just back to normal again? Um, no, no, yes. Um, so there, <laughs> there really wasn't any food. I, so here's the thing, because um, the Chicago Auto Show was it, I, I don't want to say this was a last minute thing, but it wasn't a year out planned, you know. Right. So it was one of those things where it was like, oh. Um, I think they announced maybe in May that they were going to do it. So they basically had two months to pull everything together. And um, so they were still building the show while we were there. So like I had to step over lumber and there were like wires hanging from the ceiling. They, not all of the cars were in place yet. They were still moving cars in. It was like 200 degrees inside the space because all of the doors were open because they were still moving stuff in. Um, so I, I mean, it, it wasn't a media day, like the media days that we're used to where there's like free food stands and, right. you know, water it's everywhere. And it's, one, it's, it's down to one day, just like New yeah. York is going to be and, one and day was, as opposed to. And it was really like days. a half of a day yeah. um, We had from like nine until two. And, um, you know, they did have breakfast for us and there were a couple food trucks outside and um, then uh, they um, they did lunch, but I missed that because I was I was too busy actually working <laughs> to eat food. Well, I've, I, I've come to this thing where I- yourself a journalist when you, you miss lunch. <laughs> I miss lunch. Um, so I've started bringing power bars with me to these things because I never seem to catch the food wherever it is. I always am just missing it because yeah. uh, everybody else knows where the food is and they go eat it and then I get there and then it's gone. So I just bring power bars with me and a bottle of water. Um, but uh, I, um, but at the consumer show, so like I said, they're doing the street festival for most of it. And um, when you go in the evenings, they'll have like beer vendors and food trucks and things like that, where you can um, 
buy food uh, there, but um, it, it'll be, like I said, I haven't been, but it looks like it's going to be a really, I'm getting ready to go tonight. So um, it should be, it should be a really good experience. And I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Tell me about your YouTube channel, because I know that you're, uh, you have a YouTube channel now up and running. Your TikTok videos are fantastic. <laughs> I love them. You have me thinking about now, how can I do them? You know, because, <laughs> uh, you know and believe me, flat, uh, you know, uh, copying you is the sincerest form of flattery. So, <laughs> well, thank you. Um, yeah. So I, I, I had been doing and still am doing YouTube with um, Tim Estradal, who is my boss at Pickup Truck Plus SUV Talk. And so um, a lot of my videos, especially their pickup trucks and SUVs end up on that channel. But um, I have started to really feed my own YouTube channel, which is um, just, Jill, you know, it's Jill Simonello, but I use the hashtag Cartajour. So um, I've started labeling all my videos Cartajour um, because I, I do like that's that's the hashtag I use on social media. So for Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever I'm doing it's hashtag that. So if you can't figure out how to spell Simonello, <laughs> look for Cartagena <laughs> and you'll find it. Um, but, but it yeah, be worse. So I, it could be with Chi Chi. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not that, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so all of my car stuff goes on my channel. And then um, if I've already done something for Tim, um, so like I had the Hyundai Tucson this week and I've already done a video for Tim on the Hyundai Tucson. So I'll take, I'll do a video this week on my channel for that. And um, so it's been it's been interesting because I've, I've had the YouTube channel for a while, but I just never did anything with it. And so now I'm actually trying to feed it and and I'm watching it grow and I'm like, oh, this is kind of satisfying. It's interesting. And yeah, uh, it was, it was a, it, it's almost like you're really on TV. You know, yeah. there's some kind of hook to it that I haven't figured out yet. But uh, I see people of a lot less ability than I have doing stuff and it looks good and i say oh if they can do it you know i can do it and then i look at yours and your stuff really shines uh you know the stuff you do on tiktok especially is is off the chart you you (laughs) understand who's watching see that's it's it's fun and i listen to who's watching frankly and and i tell everybody's like ah tiktok i don't want to do tiktok tiktok's stupid and i'm like "Mm, i think tiktok is i think it's brilliant and you know you're going to have trolls on every social media, uh, yeah. but what I really like about TikTok is there's not really a car audience there yet, if that makes sense. And so the people who are commenting on my videos are real people who have genuine questions, who are like, "Well, I don't understand how this works," or "Can you show me this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I can show you this." And um, I've had some of my best story ideas actually come from comments on TikTok. You know, I was doing a video of the. Ford F-150 power boost in their pro power on board system they have, which is like the little generator inverter in the back. And um, and and people are like, eh, my Toyota Tundra has that, or, uh, you know, that's just a plug that doesn't do anything. I'm like, au contraire, mon frere. <laughs> and so I actually took all the questions that I got from TikTok that people were asking me and I sent them to Ford and I said, hey, can you just have one of your engineers ask the answer these questions? And I'm just going to I'm just going to post it on the website as is, you know, I may edit for a comma here and there. But I'm like this. I just want answers to these questions because that's what the people on TikTok are asking. These are real people with these questions. So I feel like in a way, TikTok has I mean, one, it's made me a better journalist because I'm listening to people who are buying cars or going to buy cars. I'll be honest. I think the average age of my follower is probably like 15. But um, (laughs) they'll be buying cars someday. You're teaching them. But they will buy them someday. And um, but it's been but it's been fascinating. And I, I, you know, I love reading the comments. And they always say you should never read the comments. But I love reading the comments. And you just skip over the people who are yeah. The trolls are going to be the trolls, and uh, you know that's an accepted part of social media. If you want to be on it, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. And I mean, I got over the people who were telling me I needed to wear makeup and I'm like, yeah, it's not going to happen. Go away. Um, (laughs) You know, Uh, and and I very often I'll be doing my TikTok videos in my running clothes. And so like I'm a sweaty mess and I'm like, I don't really care. I'm a real person and I don't I don't really care. It's it's, now it's called, you know. Now it's called authenticity. Now, yeah. now you're, you're authentic when you're when you're doing it. Like, oh, when you're I, doing I'm it. incredibly authentic. Oh, me too. <laughs> I'm, you know, listen, we're an authentic group here. Jill, it's so good to see you. Good to talk to you. And um, when, when we get when we meet up in New York for the auto show there, I got a good Italian restaurant I want to take you to. Perfect. We'll go have, we'll go have dinner. We'll talk. It'll be it'll be fun. We've met a yeah. bunch of people. 
and we'll go we'll go take over a, a nice Italian restaurant in Little Italy. I love it. Yes. All right, listen, you take care, have fun at the show, and um, uh, I will talk to you soon. All right, perfect. Bill Simonello joining us uh, here on Drive Time Radio. New York Vinny with you as we uh, work our way through Saturday morning. Uh, one of the great people in automotive journalism. I mean, she just has, she gets the concept of having fun with it. She gets the concept of all of the things that uh, go into making a good journalist who relates to people. That's why I love having her on the show. All right, let's do our Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, you know, if you if you own a Jeep, you drive a Jeep, you become part of a bigger thing. Uh, you know, there are certain cars out there that, um, that you feel like you're a, a member of a club, even if you don't belong to a club. Uh, you see it with Porsches. Uh, you certainly see it with Corvettes. I mean, Corvettes have, it's even in their, um, their owner's manual, how to wave at another Corvette owner. So, I mean, there is, there's this, just this kind of uh, camaraderie that comes up with uh, certain brands of cars. And, you know, Jeep does it uh, better uh, than almost anybody. Maybe Corvette's the best, but Jeep has, they have meets, they get together, uh, they go out to the desert, they play with their cars. And, um, Stephen Scherer, who is a country artist, uh, kind of a country rapper, something new these days, country rap. I don't, what do I know, country rap? Anyway, he's got a video called In My Jeep, where he pays tribute to his, or the Jeep he borrowed for the music video. And uh, let's listen to it now. Let's go. There you go, Stephen Scherer. Uh, and... Um, Listen, YouTube, man, this guy is, is even listening. He's a YouTube personality. So I don't know if that means that radio plays his stuff or you have to go search it out on YouTube. Uh, but I like the song. Uh, you know, it's snappy. It's got a country thing to it, got a rap thing to it. And this guy has 8.9 million subscribers on YouTube. His videos have been viewed 4.3 billion times 4.3 billion times so i've never I, you know before i went searching for him and somebody tipped me off to him i didn't, didn't know anything about him but he, uh, he's out of virginia born in pennsylvania and if you want to check him out it's uh, steven shera on youtube you can uh, find him there and uh, making music and at 23 years old he's got Millions of followers, eight eight plus million followers at 23 years old. Yeah, I think I'm a big deal because I got like, you know, 500 and, uh, or, you know, subscribers. Got like 500 and something, and I think I'm a big deal. <laughs> wow. But, uh, yeah, maybe someday I'll have 8 point million followers on YouTube. Uh, I don't think I can come up with anything that creative. But, you know, there's money to be made there. If you, uh, if you come up with a good idea, you can put it on YouTube. It's happening. All right, now time for one of my favorite segments where we get to spend a little time talking to Nathan. Nathan, let it rip. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, Nathan, how are you, Nathan? Doing well. Sorry I missed you earlier. Oh, that's okay. I, think, I didn't think when I said it that you were, you know, trying to get our guest on the phone, that you were doing your job. You know, I mean, you know, far be it from me to interrupt. <laughs> right, well, I'm, if we're getting towards the end of the show, and I'm itching to hear what you're driving this week, so lay it oh, on me. Oh, man, I'll tell you. I'm going to scratch your itch for you, pal. Uh, don't think about that, because that might not be pretty. But I am driving the 2021 Ford Ranger Tremor, which is, uh, you know, Ranger is Ford's now middle-sized pickup because the Maverick is out and uh, that's their small pickup. This is, uh, see, off-roading is a huge market. Uh, we saw it with the, the Chevy I had, the uh, Colorado I had earlier this year and uh, a couple of different, I had another Chevy, a full-size Chevy, but this kind of Tacoma-sized truck uh, is, is the hot market right now in off-roading. And the Ranger didn't have anything that kind of kept up with the Tacoma, which is the darling of the off-roaders, and the Chevy Colorado. So uh, 
the engineers there went to work and said, let's put a package together. And that's what they did with the trimmer. And it seems like from what I can tell so far, it is uh, quite successful. I'm going to take it up to the Mountain Loop Highway tomorrow and uh, give it a ride and on the, uh, you know, on the Burley Road up there and uh, have some fun with it. But uh, it's... In, the interior is good. You get the little stitching and the seat to stay trimmer. But where it really kind of shines to me so far is they have um, corrected some of the faults of the Ranger, one of them being the way it drives. It, it's, a, it's a bit of a rough drive, and it, it's kind of interesting because in putting the off-road stuff on this car, uh, they have put on in some things that have... Um, softened the ride on the road a little bit, give it better handling capabilities. Uh, it's a, it's a trail management system, uh, which I'm again, try excited to try out tomorrow. Uh, and also a trail control system, which is like kind of a cruise control for off-road. So if you're not the most experienced off-roader in the world, like I am, um, it can, help you with ruts and, and, and things that you uh, encounter driving off-road. And if you go off-road, you realize quickly, uh, if you truly go off-road, that it is uh, it can be tough. Uh, the interior is a good grade. Uh, not, not, not great, not luxurious, but it, it's functional. It works. It's got a big screen, uh, you know, so you, you can enjoy it. It's uh, roomy. As far as sitting in it, uh, you know, four doors, and uh, and so you can take the family off-roading. And uh, so far in three days of driving this thing, it, it seems to be a winner. I don't know if it's your hardcore off-road um, vehicle like a Jeep is, but it's really uh, gives you more than just the standard four-wheel drive pickup. It gives you uh, an assortment of equipment that will let you go off-road if you're not that experienced going off-road uh, with uh, confidence. You'll feel like you're able to handle it, which is a good thing, I think. So we'll have more on that uh, coming up in the weeks to come. All right, that's going to put it in the books. Good show today, I think. I hope you're entertained. Thank you all so much for listening uh, or watching the show this morning, whichever way you consumed it. We thank you for that. Thanks to Nathan for making everything work so perfectly. And I will catch up with you uh, next week at 8 o'clock on Saturday morning, if the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise. Have a good week.